Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Australia takes the lead in this fifth test match, and now England are favourites. So yesterday, Australia were well favourites. It's one for 60, and and now Australia take the lead and England take control of this test match. Not sure how that exactly works. They must have been like 75% favourites when when Australia was seven down for a couple hundred there. So yeah, very, very interesting day. Obviously, England bowled incredibly well. What's funny to note there is the 54 and a half overs it took England to get their 283 and the 103 it took Australia to get theirs. So as you see here at the beginning of this innings and the beginning of this day, that Uzi and Mahanas found it really tough going. And as uh, I believe it sits in seventh or eighth, slowest ever uh, you know, score, so smallest, lowest ever strike rate, I should say, um, for the amount of runs that he ended up getting there, and nine off 82. So it's actually something you don't see very often from Mahanas. Like at worst, you might find him in a 40-odd, Strike rate, just a tad under a run every two balls. And, and this one here found it very, very tough. And then Usman as well was the same at 47 off 157. So plenty of balls in there at a 29.94 strike rate. So as I said, really, really tough to score in the beginning of this uh, this day. And, and you know, you can commend the Australians for being able to get through the majority of it. Obviously, Marnus didn't get any spoils at the end of it. And that's the, the worst part of it, obviously, for him is that he worked so hard to then get out. Um, for nine there off the 82 and it was an absolute specky of a catch by Joe Root. Besto did not move at all but uh, yeah lucky Joe uh, for England anyway that Joe was able to take an absolute specky behind him there at first slip so that obviously started things off there and then uh, yeah Uzi was able to bat that a little bit longer. I got another 24 runs he put on there with Smithy that came in next and you're looking at that full of wickets there and at two for 91 is yeah it's not the worst position three for 115 it's okay there. Obviously, Travis Head went fairly early after that. And it was pretty consistent wickets. And you look there and you go, oh, okay. Aussies will probably get out around the 210 or so mark. But obviously, Smithy being in there uh, for the long haul. And then some really, really nice contributions from Pat Cummins and also Todd Murphy, who we'll get to in a second. But yes, yeah, so across the board there, if you're looking at the wickets, Travis Head one uh, had a lovely on drive and then nicked the next ball. So that was a really nice, nice peel by uh, Stuart Broad there for you know, a schnick through to Johnny. And then, um, yeah, it was he's there, LBW off board, just c- continues to, to get out the same way that, I'm, that I've been speaking about, where he just he, he walks forward, his hands are in front of his pads, um, and he either nicks it, he gets bold, or it's LB. Um, and that's still pretty much the way he gets out at the moment. Um, other than that, he just bats so well. So it's unfortunate that that is you know, the thing that's getting him. And in this one, it did take 157 balls to get there. So 
you know, shows that for the most part, he's batting really, really well and able to get through that type of delivery. But on this occasion, wasn't to be. Unfortunately there, yes, ahead went. Mitch Marsh was, uh, you know, finally Anderson got a wicket. Uh, it's been a bit a little while. And he's, I think it's a six in, in the Ashes in five games for him. Um, or close to it, he played four. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 16 off 28. Mitch Marsh came out with a, a lot of aggression, got a four, got a six fairly early, uh, walked down the wicket a few times, and, and unfortunately, yeah, just chopped on in that one. My main worry at the moment is actually Alex Carey and the way he is batting. And, and you look there and you go, okay, beautiful, a six, he's got a four in there, and then a lot of dots. Obviously, uh, his two scoring socks were the six and the four. And it seems like uh, the aggressive approach is the only way for him to score runs and, and hit boundaries at the moment. And, yeah, the singles and the twos aren't there at the moment. And just the way he got out, obviously, you know, Joe Root's done this on purpose. He's got a short cover in there and, and just floated it up there, spinning away um, on, a, on a nice length. And, and Kerry's taking the bait, unfortunately. He just seems to be getting, you know, finding ways to get himself out or, or falling for traps at the moment, uh, whether it's the short ball, whether it's this one here with Joe Root. Uh, very unfortunate there. And put us uh, put Australians in a, in a bit of a tough position coming into the rest of this innings. And you know, by the time Alex went, it was uh, 6 for 170, which was uh, you know, brings the bowlers in. Obviously, thankfully, Smithy's still there on 30-odd at this point. But uh, yeah, definitely a tough position. wasn't long after this that the, uh, the Smithy run-out incident happened. And I'm very, very impressed with the, the third umpire there. Actually, I'm not sure his name. I think it'll say it somewhere up the top, I believe. But um. That's okay. Uh, yeah, so how that worked, guys, if you aren't sure on that one, the stump was dislodged. It looked like he'd hit it just before um, with his arm, just before that middle stump. And the middle stump actually went a little bit without the bowel following, and it did go eventually, obviously, but by, by that time, his bat was in the crease. So very impressive um, for him to see that, and, and everyone thought it was out straight away. Smithy was walking off because he could see the, the, the stumps were dislodged, but the bales had not come off the off stump and the leg stump and they hadn't moved there you saw the stump was well back but the bowels hadn't moved so that was very very lucky for smithy in the end he uh yeah it would have been a, a nice um yeah it was the, the sub builder for, for england and to get a, a lovely run out like that um unfortunately wasn't to be so yeah best wasn't able to take the bales off which is what you need to do dislodge dislodge the bales to affect that wicket there and um smithy end up going on to get another 30 odd runs which was very very helpful for the Australians, and we spoke about him as, as being the guy that needs to step up, and he eventually got the, the 71, and um, yeah, to try to slog that one over the leg side and, and end up top edging it over the, over the back, and a good catch from, from Bairstow there, but um, yeah, it would have been nice for Smithy to go on to get a ton, especially because um, you know Cummins was in there, I think he'd faced 50-odd balls, 50-ish balls by that point, uh, by the time that Smithy got out, and then, you know, I suppose it worked out okay that Todd was able to come out and score some runs, because if he didn't, it, uh, yeah, if he was able to get out early and then Hazel comes in and gets 6 or 10 or something like that, then yeah, Aussies are 240, 250 all out and uh, well behind in this test match. But uh, yeah, so Pat is batting. He's improving dramatically at the moment. And obviously, yeah, you got caught in the boundary in this one. A great catch from Stokes. But just wanted to speak on, on Toddy Murphy and, and was able to really smash Mark Wood and his short bowling. And you know, some of them were on his hip, a little bit above that. And he was absolutely middling him for six. And he got three sixes and two fours in that, um, you know, for, for 26 runs off the off boundaries there and scored almost a run, a tick, a, almost a run of all there. At one point, I think it was 24 for 18, which was great. And just gave um, the Aussies a little bit of momentum there. So picked up two wickets with the ball, 34 runs. He was very, very impressive before he went to a, a nice ball from 
Chris Wokes there. So yeah, shout out to, to Todd and obviously Pat for, for batting really, really well. And then Hazelwood getting a four there. So turning to the bowlers just to finish this off and, and Stuart Broad bowling terrifically again, two and a half and over, just continues to take wickets. Anderson a little bit more expensive than some of his counterparts in this game. Usually he's been the one that uh, was very economical, but everyone bowled really well in this one. Mark Wood, another two wickets at 2.8 and over, which was great. Chris Wokes, beautiful again, averaging that 20, like I keep talking about. With the ball in England, he keeps doing it. Um, Joe Root, the two wickets as well, so very helpful. Um, on his front, he got the last one, obviously, of Cummins. Um, yeah, and that's that. And then Brooke Bowler, three overs as well. So Mo and Ali not bowling in this one. Um, so, yeah, that's hurting them a little bit, but you know, should be should be okay if Joe Root can continue to do that. Hopefully, you know, um, Joe can do really well in that second innings as well. It's going to be really fun with three days to go. My thoughts from here. So... England come out, and I think they're going to need at least 300. Um, that'll get them a 290-ish lead, and I expect that they'll be able to do it. I think the pitch is good enough. As, as England just showed, if you bowl well enough, you can you can restrict a team and then take wickets off the back of it. So if Australia can do the same thing, then, then they might be able to dismiss them under 300, but I would be expecting around that three. If they can get anywhere around the 350 mark, I think England win. If they sit at that 300, I think a 290 chase wouldn't be too bad. Um, anything under that, I think Australia win comfortably. So that's 300 mark, 290-ish lead, I think is par, and uh, has a 50% for each way, um, and then anything below and anything above, as I said just then. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I think um, you know, Joe Root's obviously going to come out and and be the guy that I think that uh, yeah, Australia need to get, along with Harry. They're the two at the moment that I think are the most damaging. The rest of the guys, you can expect them to get out early or score something decent, obviously, and Crawley Duckett. Moeen Ali, but it's up to their four and five. I think in Joe Root and Brooke, um, and hopefully Starkey can bowl another beauty to, to Ben Stokes. But um, yeah, they're the guys I'm worried about. And obviously, yeah, Bairstow and Stokes missed out. So yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what happens in this one. And uh, I hope you enjoy day three's proceedings.